Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howe. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life-changing message. Let's tune in now. All right. Well, I'm going to uh, continue around the, along the lines. Um, Pastor gave us a word at the beginning of this year, and that word was confidence, right? Confidence was the year that he gave uh, to Harvest Church and to all of us as the word for this year. And today I'm going to continue along the same line of confidence. Um, and the title um, to my message today is confidence. Uh, it's faith. Faith is my confidence that shifts the atmosphere. Faith is my confidence that shifts the atmosphere. Let's go together in Hebrews. You can't talk about faith without going into, you know, the book of Hebrews and chapter 11, where it talks about the heroes of faith. And where really actually in that chapter, it clearly defines what faith is. So let's go to Hebrew chapter 11, and we'll start reading at verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtain a good testimony. Now, faith, it says, it's the substance. And I went and looked up that word substance. And in the Greek, that word substance means confidence. In the Greek, that word substance, another word for substance, it means that faith is the confidence of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. Faith is the assurance, the confidence of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. To walk and operate with confidence in our lives, you cannot walk and operate with confidence in your life without faith. Without faith, you, you really do not have that substance. You do not have that assurance to operate in this realm, in this world, without faith. And we know that in Hebrews eleven six, it says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So you can't even try to please him uh, without faith because faith is a requirement in order to please God. Amen? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. Faith is our unshakable confidence in God's word and in the integrity of his person. It is an unshakable. It cannot be Moved, it cannot be swayed by anything that's happening because that confidence is not anchored in your ability, but is anchored in God's ability, in his persona, in his identity, in what he's able to do and what he can do. My first nugget, as Bishop will say, put up my first nugget, please. You know, I think every minister in this house has always wanted to be able to say that. Uh, but yes, to walk in confidence, we must have faith towards God. 
Now, I know you may be reading that and you're like, well, you mean, uh, Minister Kabuya, you mean you must have faith in God? No. Because faith in God and faith towards God are two different things. They're not the same. You say faith in God is I believe who he is. I believe what he said. I believe that what he said, that he can do what he said he can do. That's faith in God. Faith towards God, on the other hand, takes, it, it, it's anchored not only in God's ability, but it's anchored in my relationship towards God. You see, faith towards God, faith in God says, God is able to heal me. Faith towards God says, I am healed. You see the difference there. So faith towards God says, God is able to bring me out of that situation. Faith towards God says, I am out of that situation. See, faith towards God, take God's promises and make it available to me right now. Because faith towards God speaks and make it true to me right now. Amen? So faith towards God, in order to have confidence and to walk in confidence, we must have faith towards God. Faith towards God opens the doors for us to receive from God. It opens door for us to receive from God. Because faith is our purchasing power in the realm of the spirit. Faith is our purchasing power in the realm of the spirit. Think of faith as a currency. Okay? So, oh, this is good. So, when, uh, if, I go to, uh, if I go to a dealership and I walk into a dealership and I said, hey, uh, I'm here to purchase uh, a vehicle. And they're probably going, okay, yeah, but we can help you. Here's a, you know, what you're looking for. We can talk about it. Uh, now, if I'm walking in there, and I know I'm loaded, and I have cash in my pocket, I walk in that place with a different kind of confidence. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to walk in there knowing that, yeah, you keep, keep talking. I already know what I'm looking for. And you, you trying to sell me, no, whatever you try to add, I can pay for it. And I have a different kind of confidence. But w w what's interesting also is that as, I, as I'm doing that, and, and, and you get to the, the, the point where you have to discuss, uh, sir, how are you planning on paying for it? Would you be financing? Uh, no, sir, I'm going to pay cash. There's something that happened when you said that, that shift the atmosphere in that place. Because all of a sudden, he's like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. You, you ready? Okay, hold on a second. Hold on a second. You are ready to pay for cash? Okay, sir, what, what else would you like in your vehicle? Well, what else would you like me to add to your vehicle? Because you came here loaded. You came here with confidence, knowing that you can have what you say and that you can obtain whatever I have to present to you. You have that kind of confidence. Well, that is what faith is in the kingdom of God. Faith is your currency that you give you that kind of confidence that you walk everywhere. You know, I can have this because I have faith. I know that God is on my side. And if I say I can have it, I will have it. Because that's what faith is, is that transactional currency in the kingdom of God. Yeah. Faith, faith, faith. Faith is a purchasing power in the realm of the spirit. It gives you confidence. 
Faith grants you access to function in God's capacity. Faith grants you access to function in the God kind of capacity. Let's go back to Hebrew 11. <clears throat> and, and, and really, when you go back in uh, Hebrews, as I stated earlier, 11, it's really about the heroes of faith. And what's interesting, uh, when, when you read uh, you know, Hebrews and you go past verse 3, you notice that a lot of the verses start with by faith. It says by faith. And I'm like, Lord, why, why, why you keep saying by faith? And you talk about Enoch, by faith. You talk about Noah, by faith. You talk about Abraham, by faith. You talk about Sarah, by faith. You talk, you, you talk about Steve Haup, by faith. You're talking about me. Uh, you see, that was your place to say, oh, so you're talking about me, by faith. You're talking about me. You see, the, here's what I, I believe, that the, the, this book, the book, the Bible, this book here, when, just because this book was done, they were done writing this book, doesn't mean that God was done. Oh, you missed that. Doesn't mean that God was done. Doesn't mean that the heroes of faith were done, that it was done with, with the one listed in, in chapter 11. We have contemporary heroes of faith living in our midst today. You have one in this house, a contemporary man of faith, a hero of faith, who can stand boldly with all confidence and say that not one member of Harvest Church will be lost to this pandemic. And we have not lost, not one. Not one. Because he was able to stand in the confidence, the confidence in his God, and yes, as he has mentioned, people question and say, man, why would you say that? Do you understand the risk you're taking by saying that? He was not moved by what people were thinking because his confidence was not in the people. His confidence was in his God. And when you are that confident in God, you can decree a thing and he will manifest. Yeah, yeah. And by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, it says that by faith in 11, Abraham, he was tested, offered up Isaac, and who had to receive the promise, offered his only begotten son to whom it was said, in Isaac, your seed shall be called, concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. He believed that God had the capacity to even raise his son, if he, if he gave, he, he sacrificed his son. Abraham had full confidence, full confidence. Romans 4.29, full confidence that God was able to raise up his son. So, because he did not believe that I'm going to go ahead and sacrifice my son right now. And then it is up to me and my ability to try to raise him up. You see, his trust was in God's capacity. To do it. His trust was in God's ability to do it. To raise him up. Uh, my daughter. I have a daughter. I'm the father of five girls. And 
Yes, that's why I lost all my hair. <clears throat> no, I, I love my babies. I love my babies. They are, um, yeah, they're my pride and joy. And uh, they, they, they spoil daddy, and daddy spoils them. Amen. Uh, I have a daughter who's in college. She's a senior at Langston University, and she's probably watching right now, or should be watching right now. Okay. Um, but I had a conversation with her uh, recently, and I asked her, and we were kind of talking, and, I, and through the conversation, I, I said, hey, can you tell me about something um, that you have learned um, from me and that helped you navigate through the, these years in college and, that, uh, and then maybe where you had seen a shift, a change in your life? Oh, she's like, and she's like, Dad, I can tell you that right now. She said, this senior year, I got, it got really overwhelming. Um, she said, as, as this, the year was going by, and she said, between, uh, she works on campus. She said, between work on campus, my studies, um, you know, friends, relationship, and all of that, she said, it became overwhelmingly stressful. It got to the point that I was just tired, that I just... I just couldn't, I didn't believe I can make it anymore. I was just ready to give up everything. She said, I had nothing left in me. But she said, but at that moment, I remember that you always told us that our faith was not in our ability, but in God's ability and his capacity to bring us through. And at that moment, she reached down in herself and, and that word that was planted in her, she reached re deep down in her and pulled that word and started speaking the word. And she starts speaking the word. She said, things just start changing. All of a sudden, she said, where she would walk in a room and a room, it felt like, you know, it was just depressed. It was just sad. And she would just be uh, tired and, and, and crying. As she starts speaking the word, something was happening. And, some, and she's like, Dad, I don't know what was happening, but I just felt and I, I, she didn't say this, but I said, a shift. A shift started happening. And, 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 and whatever was weighing her down had to be lifted because she started reaching in God's capacity to do it. She started reaching and understand that she can't do this by herself. And who she has to rely on, she has to rely on her God. And as she started deep, uh, reaching deep, and calling on his name, confessing, things start changing. She said, Dad, all of a sudden, I mean, things start working at work. The stress was lifted. A situation that was kind of getting me upset and so forth. All of a sudden, it just starts changing. And I didn't have to do anything about it but pray. Faith grants us access to function in God's capacity. One cannot know a true God unless you know the truth of God. You, one cannot know a true God unless you know the truth of God. And the truth of God is his word. The truth of God is his word. Romans 10, 17. We do know that it says in Romans 10, 17, that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by CNN. Oh? Huh? Okay. 
You sure? Okay. Well, let me. I thought that's what I read. Oh, excuse me. It says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by Fox News. I don't know what Bible you guys are reading there. Uh, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by Steve Harvey. I mean, he, he got some good stuff that he'd be saying, no? Okay. Okay. No, 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 no. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The word of God is what changes and it is what produces faith. The word of God, the sustainable faith is established and anchored in the word of God. For your faith to be sustained, it has to be anchored in the word of God. You cannot be a man or a woman of confidence if you're not anchored in the word of God. You have to be anchored. You have to, to dive into the word of God. You have to meditate on it day and night, day and night, day and night for that word to be in you. The word of God, and, and, and when you meditate on the word of God, we have to understand. We've got to understand when we meditate in the word of God because we're talking about confidence here. We're talking about faith is my confidence, Right? So as, you, as, as we read there that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, but you have to understand in the word of God because the word of God will give you three basic things that you will find in the word of God. One, you will find the promises of God. I call that the, three, uh, the triple P, the promises of God. You will find principles and then you will find prophecy. The word of God will provide you promises, principles, and prophecies. Now, it is key that as you're studying and you're meditating on the word of God that you understand what's what. Uh, my wife and I were having this conversation. Guess in point, how many have ever heard the saying, um, Father God, I pray that I decrease so that you may increase. you decrease? You decrease? See, we, we say these religious saying without understanding. And this is why it is key to study your word because you're going to go and try to confess that and the devil is looking at you in the eyes like, oh, you are certainly have not understood what you are saying right now. And so what kind of confidence can you have standing against your enemy when you don't even know the weapons that you have and you're not using the weapon correctly? You can have an M16 in your hand, but you don't know how to use it correctly and you think the enemy is just going to run because just, you're just holding it there. You have to be able to use it. And so, for example, that scripture, you're like, well, what, what do you mean? So what does that mean? When he, well, that, that saying was really... Um, John the Baptist. John the Baptist has his ministry. And Jesus came and Jesus had, J Jesus came and Jesus was about to start his ministry. John the Baptist was very influential. Jesus was rising in influence. And so John the Baptist, really what he was saying, he said, let my ministry decrease 
so that his ministry increased. What would God, God, the Bible tells us that God, Jesus has come that you may have life and that you may have it what? Oh, is that abundance? Is that increase? Is that increase? So how can God come to give us life more abundantly, desire for us to grow and increase, and yet desire at the same time for us to decrease? The word decrease is only mentioned one time in the New Testament. It's only mentioned one time in the New Testament. And that's the only time the word decrease is mentioned. But because of lack of knowledge, lack of understanding of the word of God, the Bible says my people do what? They perish. They're ineffective. That's another way to say it. They are ineffective. It's not like that you, you physically die or anything, but you are ineffective in the kingdom of God. Amen? Oh, I almost forgot where I put my iPad there for a second. Uh, So it is uh, important to understand those three things that you get from the word of God. The promises. Second is what? Principles. And then? Yeah. So the, 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 the promises is God's commitment to you. The, the promises of God is his commitment to you. This is what I will do for you. The principles, uh, and, and recently, uh, Minister Jemison, um, James Jemison ministered, and he was really talking a lot about the principles of the kingdom and how they function. The principles of the kingdom. The thing about the principles of the, principles of the kingdom is like the MO. Uh, the, uh, the modus operandum, this is how the kingdom functions. That's the principle. The kingdom of God functions on principles. The kingdom of God functions on principle, and it is important that we understand those principles. And then the last is prophecies. That is our hope for the future. Prophecy is our hope for the future. It's the miracle knowledge that God, uh, via declaration, and description and representation. Amen? So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes. Faith comes. Faith comes. Faith come. Eric, come. So when I say Eric, come, he got up. And walked, right? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Let me have about maybe five five people, really quick. I'm going to give you an illustration about what what happens with faith. And and go stand behind Eric. Stand behind Eric. Uh, Come on, brother. So faith comes Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So what Eric is faith. This is faith. And so when I study the word of God and I dive into the word of God and I'm listening to my pastor's tape, I'm listening to his teaching and I'm studying the word, what's happening is that as I'm studying, Faith is approaching. 
faith starts coming. As I'm, as I'm studying, faith keeps coming because I'm studying, I'm studying, and faith keeps coming. Faith keeps coming. Faith keeps coming. Faith keeps coming to the point that faith is, is right here and faith is in me. The more I study the word, the, word the, the more faith cometh, and faith cometh to the point that faith is with me. And wherever I go, faith is with me. Wherever I move, faith is with me. Because I keep studying, faith cannot depart. Faith is staying right here with me. Now, but here's the thing. Woo! You're getting me excited. So here's the thing. Faith never comes alone. Watch this. So, I, 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 I need healing. Here's my healing. I need deliverance. Here's my deliverance. I need, I need my, my children to straighten up. Here it is. I need a job. Here it is. Whatever I need is right there. And so what happens, what happens when I study the word? When I'm here and I'm studying the word, faith comes. As I'm studying the word of God, faith is coming. And as faith is coming, everything I need is coming with faith. Everything I need comes to me as I'm studying with faith. So all we have to do, children of the Most High, is get in his word. Get in his word. Thank you, brothers. Get in his word. Get in his word. Faith, 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 faith never comes alone. Look at your neighbor and say, faith never comes alone. Everything I need comes with faith. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my, 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Faith, 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 faith never comes alone. Faith is activated in the spiritual realm. Faith is activated in the spiritual realm. And the way you activate faith in the spiritual realm, Joshua 1.8, is that this word shall not depart from what? Your mouth. It shall not depart from your mouth. God did not say it shall not depart from my mouth. He said it shall not depart from your mouth. Because it is your, it's the word of God through you that is released. Real faith is born in the spirit. Real faith is born in the spirit. Dr. Hub challenged us to... Everybody remember to grab this book by uh, our pastor on meditation. Success through meditation. And, and she, she, we on this challenge of reading a page every day for the next 90 days, correct? And um, this book, really the essence of this book is based on Joshua 1.8, which says, that this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written, for then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. The key into uh, what meditation will do, it takes the word of God, it takes the word of God and it makes it, it, it literally anchored the word of God in you. So that, because here's the thing, is that when, when a situation comes, that is not the time to go trying to find your weapon. 
Think about it. Once, once the enemy is already in the house, you have lost the battle. Once the enemy is already in the house, you pretty much have lost the battle. Now, you may regain your house, but there's going to be a lot of fighting to regain that house. And then, and now, what's, what's dangerous is that, Mr. Gravin, if you don't even know what weapon to use against him, how you expect to win? How you expect to win? And so, meditating on the word of God, what it does, it starts, it, it's, oh, Jesus, thank you, this is good. Meditating on the word of God is you, it's like you preparing for war. And so what you're doing as you're meditating in the word of God, and, and, and pastor said there's three things, key things, and please get the book, please get the book. You have to visualize, you have to verbalize it, and you have to internalize it. And so when you're taking it at those three steps, what's happening, what you are doing essentially, you're grabbing the weapons, and, and I was not in the armed forces and anything of that nature, so you're going to have to excuse me to be terminology. But I, I may grab a knife. I'm like, yep, yeah, this is, I know this is a knife. I put it there. Uh, yep, all right. I grab uh, M16. I put it there. Oh, you know what? I need a Glock. Let me put my Glock right here. So now what you're doing, you are literally surrounding yourself with the right armor to be used in battle. So now when the enemy is coming, he's coming with like, oh, you're like, oh, wait a minute. I've got just the right weapon here. Come on with it. I'm ready for you. Because you have the right weapon because you've been meditating on the word and you've been internalizing it and it is in you. Amen? Faith is activated in the spiritual realm. Now, faith, it's not just saying, because we've been talking about saying, you know, speaking the word. It's not just saying what God said. Faith, it's doing what God said. Faith without works is? Mm, faith without work is dead. So just saying what God says is not enough. We must do what God says to do. If you are not willing to obey God, you are not ready to operate in the faith life. I mean, if you are literally at a place where you're not ready to obey God, then let's not even talk about faith. Because the essence for that faith to work in your life, you have to start by obeying God. Obedience is a prerequisite. Obedience is what, what, what makes the word of God work in your life. Obedience, obedience, obedience. Prayer and fasting cannot replace obedience. Let me say that again. Prayer and fasting cannot replace obedience. I mean, you can, you can pray all you want. The angels, are, they, they're waiting. And you're praying and you're praying and they're like, I mean, did you start with the obedience? God already told you this. You haven't done that part. And they are literally locked and they're frustrated the angels are frustrated, and they're, they're there, and you're like, God, where is my answer? And they, God is looking, where is your obedience? Because the moment you, you add that obedience, then boom, everything unlocks. 
And now God can start moving. Now your faith is active. Because your faith, we, we talk about faith cometh, faith cometh, faith cometh. And faith is bringing everything, but it's, it's blocked because your obedience is preventing your faith to function. And so faith is, your faith is frustrated because of your lack of obedience. Your blessing is frustrated because of your lack of obedience. So you can't, you can't expect to operate confidently in faith without having the prerequisite of obedience. Amen? Faith is absolute. And I heard the man of God say this before. And I thought it was so apropos. And I'm going to close right here. Faith is absolute confidence in God derived from your encounter with his word. Faith is absolute, unequivocal confidence in God and his word that is derived from your encounter with him. With his word, with his word, from your encounter with his word. An encounter with God's word will shift your life. It will shift the atmosphere, a divine shift, a supernatural move from one place to another, from one dimension to another, a divine shift that will cause the advancement. That's the, the, the thing, is that divine shift, a shift, a divine shift, it's an upgrade from your current state. When the divine shift happens, it is an upgrade from your divine state into a new state. And that happens as you have an encounter in God's word. In, in uh, Deuteronomy 2.2, 2, uh, God looked at uh, the children of Israel had been circling the mountain. I mean, circling the mountain. God told them, go to the promised land. And as they, they start heading there, they, they got to this place where they kept going around the mountain and around the mountain and around the mountain and around the mountain. And, and, and they, they're like, man, a blessing. God said a blessing is somewhere here. But, but they kept circling around the mountain, circling and around the mountain. And that became their atmosphere, circling around the mountain. And some of you today are circling around the mountain. God, God made promises to you. And you're like, where is that promise? Where is that being manifested? I feel like I'm circling around the mountain, circling around the mountain. But something happened to the children of Israel is that one word from God, they had an encounter with the word of God. And the word of God said, stop circling around the mountain, move up northward. In that direction, the word of God came, that encounter with the word of God shifted them from a place where they were just circling around the mountain into a place where now they were heading to the promised land and they were taking possession of what God had for them. An encounter with God's word will shift you into another dimension, into another atmosphere. As I was traveling back to Kansas City, I... Was it, we, we took off in the plane. And as we were taking off, I, I just started realizing, I'm like, this is a very interesting because we're taking off. I'm taking off in a plane. 
And as the, take, the plane takes off, it goes through various levels of atmosphere. As the, the, the plane is taking off, it's moving from in different level of atmosphere. And one thing about atmosphere is that an atmosphere dictates the way people should behave in that atmosphere. You're like, what do you mean? First of all, let me say this. I do believe that people are carrier of atmosphere. I really do believe that. That people are literally carrier of atmosphere. Um, I'm going to come back to the, to the example of the, 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 the airplane here. But I remember being called to visit uh, a young man in the hospital. I got a call recently. Hey, uh, come see uh, this person. He's you know, in the hospital. Something is going on. And so I'm like, okay, I'll be, I'll be there. Uh, you know, things are not looking good and so forth. I'm like, okay, no problem. I'll be there. And I arrived there, uh, and uh, the, 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 the young man uh, was being attended to by nurses and so forth. And, and he, I mean, when I walked in the room, you could feel, sense defeat. You could sense that, man, it's like, this is, this is not good. You just walked in, you sense, like, ooh, this is not good. This doesn't feel right. This is not good. And uh, the doctor came in, and he started kind of giving a prognosis of what was happening. And you could just see how he just, like, all sense of victory of life was just being sipped out of him. And the thing was that there was an atmosphere being created in the room that started to affect him. And, and, and that atmosphere, those words that were being spoken, being released in the air, started to affect him. And before you know him, before you know it, he started joining in with what the doctor was saying and what the nurses were saying. And he's like, yeah, I know this is really bad. I don't know if I'm going to make it. Oh, man, I'm afraid. Oh, man. And I'm like, wait a minute. What in the world is going on up in here? I'm like, what in the world is happening? And at that moment, I'm feeling the pressure, the forces of that atmosphere trying to dictate to me how I should behave. And it, it's pr putting pressure on me. Aren't you hearing this? Do, don't you hear how, how bad this look, how bad this sound? And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Because this is the moment where I can come and I can shift this atmosphere. I know exactly what to do. This atmosphere is not going to have an effect on me. I know what to do. I'm like, oh, no, you will live and not die. You will live and not die. You will live and not die. God sent his word and he healeth you. So you are healed. You will live to declare the wondrous work of the Lord. I hear what they're saying. As Dr. Hop said it recently, those, that's just facts. I know the truth. And you know the truth. And you know the truth. The truth is greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. The truth is that God said by his trap you are healed. And you will get up and you will walk and you will get out of this place. And the, at, at that moment, strangely, the brother is like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Because what? guess what? The atmosphere starts shifting. The atmosphere starts changing. And he's like, he starts joining in. He was my amen corner. Yeah, I will live. Yeah, I will not die. Hey, and before you know it, the nurses start saying, yeah, you will live. Yeah, you will live. Yeah, we will live. Because the atmosphere starts changing. 
And as the atmosphere changes, it starts dictating everybody in that atmosphere how they should function. Shift, shift, shift in the atmosphere. It starts dictating how everybody should function. People are now, years ago, you had to go through specific training to try to go to, to, to you know, to, uh, to, to get into out of sphere in, in space. You know, it was not just anybody. Now, today, you, you have TV anchors that go in a spaceship and boom, they, they're up there. Barely any training. But one thing about you, atmosphere is that in this earth, there's oxygen. And that oxygen allows us to function. That, that oxygen allows us to function. But the, as you start going up, as you start changing atmospheres, you have to adapt to what that atmosphere is calling for. Because I, I can say, let me go into space right now. I'm just going to go the way I'm dressed here. And I'm going to, yeah, yeah, anyway, y'all be crying for me. Because that atmosphere will dictate how I should behave in that atmosphere. God is about to shift you into an atmosphere that you know none of. But the thing is that as God is shifting you into that atmosphere, Brother Goodo, is that God has already equipped you to function in that atmosphere. You see, so, so you didn't know that you had what you needed to function in it because you did not need it in this atmosphere. But as God is shifting you into that atmosphere, those things that he has put in you will be revealed. Those things that he has deposited in you as you meditated day and night, day and night, day and night in his word, those things will start coming out of you as he's shifting you into another level, into another atmosphere. Into another atmosphere. Ooh, God is about to shift you right now. I see, I see, I see. I can see it. I can sense it. I can see it. I can sense it. There's a shift that is happening right now. There's a shift that is happening right now in your life. God is moving you to another level. God is moving you to another level. You are equipped. You are equipped. You are equipped for that level. Don't be afraid of that level. Don't be afraid of that level. The same God that's with you in this level is the same God that's going to be with you at that level. He has equipped you. You're about to shift into another dimension, into another level. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. The atmosphere is changing. The atmosphere is changing. The atmosphere is shifting. The atmosphere is changing. Wow, what an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach, 4300 North Corrington Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurch.com. Dot harvestchurchkc.org. Be blessed.